So welcome to the very first episode of the SNE podcast. So my name is Somia and I'm Ali. What is this podcast? Well, uh, it's about us moving to Tokyo, Japan, and we thought it'd be pretty interesting just to have a podcast to document what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast would be good for anybody who wants to travel, um, anyone who's interested in going to Japan, or like if you're not sure what you want to do after high school or after university and you don't want to start a job straight away which is basically the reason that we're in japan right now then this podcast will probably interest you as well so we've moved to japan uh we're originally from new zealand we're both from christchurch we've lived there our entire lives uh we've both studied continuously for our entire lives basically for seven years after high school yeah for seven years so that's like 12 years altogether. So we thought, once we finished our master's degree, let's not work straight away. Let's do something different. So here we are. We've moved to Tokyo. Let's talk about our expectations of Japan or Tokyo in general. So I originally didn't really want to come to Japan, but you did. So how come, why did you want to come to Tokyo? So all through high school and all through uni, I'm a massive nerd. Um, I was very into anime, gaming and all that. And so that sort of started off my desire to move to Tokyo. But then it was one of those things where the more I thought about it, the more after university I wanted to explore the rest of the world a little bit. I wanted to have my overseas experience. And I didn't want to just go to another Western country. I wanted to be able to explore a completely different like type of society. So I thought going to an Eastern country would be a good idea. And Japan really appealed as a sort of first world Eastern country. Um, My educational background is in like psychology and education. And so it's so easy to come to Japan and teach English. So that also appealed to me. Um, Yeah, that's true. The fact that it's like something different, I guess like I've only really wanted to go to Japan for the last year. Right. So we've like we've been planning to go overseas somewhere for like the last like three, four years, probably. But I really, really wanted to go to like England or New York or something. And then it's really only been like a year that I wanted to go to Tokyo. We still, because... we still will do England eventually. Yeah, we will. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to do something that's like completely different. Mm-hmm. Like the culture is different. The language is different. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll get into the whole language thing later because that's been weird. But um, yeah, so so yeah, Japan was definitely good good place for us to go like if you're going to go to an asian country japan's kind of the place to go because everywhere else is like two different probably you mean by that that like japan is quite westernized because after world war ii they were occupied by america so they're still a completely different culture but they've got some like heavy western influence going on so it makes it a little bit more comfortable yeah pretty much and we also like grew up watching anime and stuff so yeah <laughs> what did you think japan would be like but before we got here my yeah. expectations um, I thought it was going to be a lot more crowded than it is. Like everyone, obviously we come from New Zealand where our population is like four to five million for the whole country. And we've moved to Tokyo where what's the population in Tokyo? Like 30 million or something, yeah. Yeah, so in my mind it was going to be crazy busy. Like every second you're on the streets you're going to be like surrounded by people. Um, so it's kind of a pleasant surprise that it's not like that. It is sometimes depending on where you go. Yeah. But the area we're living in, we live in Otaku, is like pleasantly like busy, 
without being overwhelming. How yeah, I, I was not really sure like what to expect really, eh? because like when you think of Japan, you either think it's super like technologically advanced and it's like the future with like robot mm. hotels and stuff like that. But then on the other hand, it's like really like traditional and like, you know, tatami mat floors and samurais and stuff like that. You put it a really good way the other day when we were on the train and you pointed out how everything's so futuristic and advanced here but then the thing that is really kind of jarring and weird is how there's just like wires everywhere yeah like on the streets there's still like nothing is like hidden or underground like it is like in new zealand there's just like so many cords and wires and like that's like a secret like poor country thing like if you ever go to like (laughs) nepal or something it's super like there's just wires everywhere yeah and it's weird because it's so like first world and advanced here especially in tokyo but then that's still just all out there yeah um so yeah so we flew in like last friday um we flew in at night time so we didn't really get to we flew see on anything thursday night. oh yeah true yeah we flew on thursday night i didn't really have any impressions when i first moved when we first came to be honest because like we we're on the bus that we got off at the wrong stop and then had to walk well, slash like we worked out how far the walking was for like worse than it was and we had to walk for ages with us yeah that's true so we got to see like the city a bit um by accident yeah (laughs) um but anyway but then the next day which is kind of cool because the first day we stayed at a hotel and then straight up from the second day we got to stay at our house we have a really really cool flat because it's Mm. it's like an olden traditional style flat with like tatami floors and like paper walls and uh, like paper doors and stuff so that's kind of cool um but with like a modern kitchen modern bathroom so it's still like you get to have that cool cultural aesthetic but then also nice and convenient yeah, I'm definitely glad that we live in a like a traditional Japanese house, right? Although, like, I, well, I, I as kind traditional of, as an apartment gets. <laughs> yeah, although, like, I have a feeling that like nobody actually lives this way though, like in Japan, really. Mm. Like, I feel like in like Western societies, we've been like fooled into thinking that everyone lives this way. Because like, I looked out the window, and like, you know, you said I was like creeping on people, but <laughs> like. When you look at other apartments, everyone's got, like, curtains, but we don't have any curtains. And I have a feeling that no no other flat has tatami mats. Like, we know, like, we saw in that um, realtor ad thing mm. that even now, like, the people living above us don't have tatami mats and stuff. So so I feel like... Um, so it's just the aesthetic that our landlord has gone for. But I'm glad that we actually have this flat, though, because mm. it's a good experience to have. Like, it's, you know, we can live in a normal flat in New Zealand. It's a really so. good flat. I had some like specifications when I was looking for apartments. I wanted at least 35 metres squared. I think it's like 36 metres squared. I wanted a separate bedroom to the lounge, which we have with just like a wee sliding door. So we've actually left it open most of the time. I wanted a separate kitchen. So it's like ticked all the boxes I wanted. Um, it was a real pleasant surprise when we arrived. I was super worried we were going to get here, um, having not viewed it before, you know, paying all the money for it. And that we were then going to show up and it was going to have stains everywhere and it was going to be really gross, but it's actually Yeah, it's actually it's really beautiful. good though. Yeah. And 35 metres square, we thought it was going to be tiny, but it's actually a good size. Mm. Like, this is all you need for two people. Like, it's super comfy. Mm. Although none of our furniture has arrived yet. That all arrives tomorrow, so I'm very excited to see what it looks like once I set it up. Yeah, we're currently doing this podcast in, like, a, like a cupboard, essentially, with no door. And the microphone is on an ironing board. <laughs> So that's kind of weird. The only furniture right. we have is an ironing board, our futon for a bed, and a clothes rack. And also the other night, actually, my fridge and washing machine that I got really cheap on Craigslist arrived, but we yeah. had nothing to sit on. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Craigslist is the way to go to get furniture and stuff, mm. yeah. Yeah, okay, my legs are starting to hurt, so... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we're ready for a proper couch. We can't yeah, wait. honestly. Like, sitting cross-legged. I haven't done that since, like... 
primary. Primary, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what did we get up to in the first week? So, yeah, it's like the end of December. It's definitely not as cold as I thought it was going to be. Like, I think you've gotten quite cold. Like, well, I put like, a cold on the first day. Yeah. And as you can tell, I've still got a, I've still got a sniffle. Which um, is surprising because I'm usually the person that gets sick all the time. Yeah. And I haven't gotten sick at all. And I, have, I actually, like, think it's colder in Christchurch than it is mm, here. That does agree. Like, we are hoping for, like, a white Christmas, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but that's okay. Um... But yeah, in the first week, we haven't really done a whole lot of sightseeing, really, well, because... We had to get heaps of stuff sorted for our jobs. So we came here with a visa sponsorship through our jobs, teaching English in Aikawa. And I don't even know if that's how you say it. But to get... Aikawa. In Aikawa? 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 Um, that's probably it. Yeah. You had to... Um, we have to get all this stuff before we start our jobs. So we had to... For example, when you arrive at the airport, you get your residency card. And then, you know, you have to get, like, a phone number. We had to set up internet. We had to set up utilities. Banking. We had to set up a bank, which was stressful. Like national health insurance stuff. So, yeah, so we've had to do that all week. But luckily, like, a lot of it's been, like, the city. So mm. we've got to travel into the city and, like, we've looked around and stuff. Yeah, it's been really cool to sort of get to explore a bit. Our location's super convenient. We're really close to a train station. So even though we have to catch multiple trains, it still only takes, you know like 30 minutes to yeah. get to like Shibuya and Harajuku yeah we're really close to like the main like train stations so mm. that, that's good we've seen like quite a good amount in the city anyway just from mm. walking around and stuff um like my highlight for like just for the things that we've done is probably just like seeing the city yeah. seeing how busy like Shinjuku is uh, we haven't even been to like the main Shibuya crossing yet which is like the most busy crossing yeah but, but I mean like, yeah, like, the other crossings were, like, insane and stuff, so... Um, yeah, it's really when you get into, like, Shinjuku that you see that whole people packed on the side of the road thing that I expected to be everywhere, but that's kind of, like, mainly just in those, like, main areas. Yeah. Um, we had our, our first ramen mm-hmm. at some random place. A plus? Yeah, that place had, like, a Japanese name, which was It was a, just opposite, it was, like, at Omachi Station... And it was, like, just across the road from the station. I couldn't tell you what it was called, but it was I wish it had good. an English name, though, because then we can go, like, we'd be able to tell people about it and go back. Yeah. But we don't even have that. So just just the day-to-day living has been pretty amazing. Yeah. Because uh, it's just been super different to what we're used to and whatnot. I'm loving the shopping. Yeah. So many malls everywhere. I didn't realise I liked malls. Yeah, the malls are, like, there's so many malls and they're all, like, at least seven floors. And they're all really empty. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, there'll be, like, us and then, like, four people on the whole floor. Yeah, I think that might be just because we haven't started working yet. Everyone else is at work, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe there's just so many malls that, like, there's, you know, a hundred for people to choose from. Yeah. Um, But one thing that's, um, that hasn't been good for you, anyway, is that, it actually turns out it's really hard to find vegetarian food, right? Yeah, I thought tofu would be a lot more common, but I was expecting this. Like, I knew coming here that it was going to be a struggle. I'd, like, read about other people's experiences, so I was kind of prepared for that. I just mainly feel guilty because it stops you from being able to go to the places you yeah, want Yeah, but, like, to. tofu is, like, originally from Japan. Like, I'm pretty, like, I looked up on Google. I googled, like, what do you call tofu in Japanese and it is tofu. <laughs> like, tofu is the Japanese word for it. But, yeah, they don't really have much tofu. Or maybe we're just not looking at, like, the, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like we've been to a lot of places, and mm. they just don't have Well, like, if you went to dishes. a Japanese restaurant in New Zealand, there'd be multiple tofu dishes. But here, like, the vegetarian food I've managed to find has been, like, mushroom-based, for example, or, like, 
it's just like kind of like plain yeah with like yeah. naughty wrap on it like yeah so it's, but it's been yummy what we've found except for one place that was gross and definitely had like fish stock in it um, yeah well that's the thing right we found that like if you say you want vegetarian they don't well, if you, consider if you say, fish like how we to a place the so. other day and i said you know I mean, they don't consider fish meat. As yeah, meat. I said no meat, like in Japanese, and they showed me the fish menu, and I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I definitely don't expect that. But what was, a, what was a pleasant surprise is how easy it's been to find milk here. Everyone talked about how, like, milk and, yeah, that's and really weird. butter was going to be, like, impossible to find. It's everywhere, and, like, low-fat milk as well, because I drink milk. I don't eat meat, but I still have milk in my tea. Yeah, dairy and stuff is actually super easy to find, um, which is, like, the opposite of what everyone told us, but... There you go. Um, oh, yeah. So one of the main things, obviously, is that last week, the Christmas was... Oh, yeah. We're, we're here during Christmas. Um, didn't really do much of Christmas, really. We found that, like, Christmas here is sort of like Valentine's Day anywhere else, right? Where, yeah. like, the, people don't celebrate it, but they do celebrate it. Like, yeah. they've got, you know, it's all over the malls and stuff. It's, like, on the street. They have these really cool, like, illuminations everywhere, that kind of stuff. But it's not, like, a public holiday. So it's celebrated, but it's not, like... It's not seriously celebrated kind of thing. Yeah. Well, before we came to Japan, my family does, like, a massive Christmas celebration. And yeah, that's at least true. for my immediate family, we kind of did our Christmas before we, like, came. Obviously, the big, my family also does a massive barbecue with the whole extended family, which we couldn't do. But it kind of almost felt like Christmas had already been, so I wasn't too sad. But it was weird. It was weird when I sat down and I thought about the fact that it was, like, Christmas and we were just, like, at a mall. Yeah. And, like, because we've been together for 12 years now, like, that's my Christmas too, so I'm yeah. pretty used to that too. <laughs> but um, so obviously, like nothing that big over here. But we did go see the Illuminations mm. by Harajuku um, train station. I forgot what it's called. It's called, it's called like Omo Tesando Illuminations or Omo something. Omo Tesando. Yeah, there's like a cool like uh, plaza there with like there's illuminations on top of the building, which is the one we were originally trying to go to, but we didn't end up finding it or mm-hmm. I had I like forgotten about it so we didn't go to that one well we just got so caught up like there were so many like illuminations on the trees just down the main street yeah it looked really pretty though mm. that was definitely worth it and that, I think that's like one of the main things that people do here in Christmas is like have a look at the illuminations because when you google like what to do in Tokyo for Christmas like illuminations is always like the number one thing that you'll find wasn't it there in KFC like, yeah KFC? My, my mate said that like he asked me if we had eaten KFC because apparently that's a really big thing. But mm. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think I noticed the KFCs being that much busier. They did have like Santas outside of all the KFCs, though. I noticed that. Oh, uh, did they? Yeah. Well, we'll have to do that next year then. But um, I also heard somebody else say, "Oh, you know who it was? I think it was Retro Gaijin. Mm. Retro Gaijin said that um, eating cake is tradition in Japan." Oh Christmas. yeah, you get like a little cake with like strawberries on top. Yeah, we didn't do that either. We planned on it, but we kind of just forgot, right? Oh, really? Because didn't we? I feel like we saw one at a store and we were like, oh, yeah, we need to do that later. And then it just didn't happen. Uh, I, I completely forgot about it. But, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we should, we should probably do that like this week then. You can do it for New Year's. Actually, wait, the fact that they have strawberries is weird because everything here has strawberries. <laughs> like, the strawberries. first thing we saw was Kit Kats with strawberries, like strawberry Kit Kats, which we don't have like, in New Zealand. Mm. I don't know if that's a big thing anywhere else, but we definitely don't have that in New Zealand. And then we've noticed, like, every chocolate has a strawberry variation. But the it. actual fresh strawberry fruit is super expensive. Yeah. Like, so pricey to get a couple of strawberries. They look good. Like, they're really nice, high-quality strawberries, but so overpriced. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so was there anything else that we did this week, really? Not really. Like, 
Apart from just like we just did like business stuff. It was all just yeah. It was all just like the essential stuff that you have to do to set up an apartment in Japan. Like we got our gas set up. We got our first electricity letter sent to us. We set up our phone numbers. Yeah, and I think we're like we should do a podcast specifically on like how to get set up in Japan Mm. one day with like everything that you need to. Yeah, I think it's harder than you expect. We had to go to three banks to set up a bank account. Yeah. Just because our Japanese is too limited to do something that complicated. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, we'd like no no Japanese, so. We know enough to be like, ego ga hanashi. No, really. Although, although I realize that, like, like, even when we say, like, we know enough, like, that's the equivalent of, like, if someone went to an English speaking country and just said hello, goodbye. Hey, that's all we need. We've gotten by fine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which actually um, leads me to the next thing, which is, like, the biggest, like, shocks or, like, um, the best things that we found in our in our first week here, mm. which is probably, like, on top of that list, it has to be, like, the people. Like, they've mm. been super, super nice. Which I was told, everyone who's been here before told me that um, everyone's super polite. I've been, like, forewarned that in the long run, when you're here for the, a long time, you realise that it's, like, politeness but not necessarily friendliness. But as far as I can tell at this stage, it's politeness and friendliness. Yeah, for sure. I think they're like, they're the exact opposite of like what people say about like French people. Right? <laughs> like they're actually super, super nice. And like, if you don't know even like, even a little bit of Japanese, it's okay. Cause they'll like, they'll point to things mm. and like, they'll try really like every like customer service person we've encountered has tried like very hard to help us. And we're like those annoying people. And I hate myself because we're so annoying but, like, it doesn't matter because they don't seem to mind helping. Yeah. Going, like, the extra mile to help you figure something out. Yeah. I had the, um, how easy it is to find dairy products on my list as well, but we've already talked about that, where it's, like, <laughs> it's super easy, and everyone said it was going to be hard because they don't have dairy here, but they do. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, one thing, like, the main thing for me, which has been a huge shock for uh, in the first week we were here, is our internet. Our home internet here. So we went to, like, a place to get internet, like, fiber for our house. And I was super excited because when I looked it up online before we came, it said that we get two gig down internet, which is, like, the fastest internet in the world. This is what got Sonia excited for Japan. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, this is sure. what got him amped to live in our apartment. But then once we got here, we found out that we actually have, like, worse internet than we've had in the past, like, 10 years. Like, VDSL, super slow. But that's because our landlord hasn't set... Like, you know, our landlord hasn't paid to have it set up in our building Yeah. Yet. And so we're hoping we're going to get that. But I'm, I was pretty shocked about that because I thought, like, Japan wouldn't have slow internet anymore. I thought it would mm. only be fast internet. So that was a bit weird. Oh, what I was saying, I was saying before to Sobyan, that for me, the biggest shock, I think, has been I didn't realise how, like, diverse New Zealand is. Like, yeah, I think yeah, of New Zealand right. as being like I don't know, like somewhat of a melting pot, but still like predominantly like white. Um, for example, when we moved from Christchurch to Auckland to do our postgraduate studies, I was surprised by how like more much more diverse Auckland was than Christchurch. But moving here um, makes Christchurch look like an absolute melting pot because it's so homogenous. Like it's like a shock here when you see a foreigner, like another foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people make fun of Christchurch in New Zealand for being, like, the least diverse place. Mm. Like, there's a lot of white people in Christchurch. But here, um, it that, makes you can't Christchurch really compare look it. like yeah. it's, like, a rainbow. <laughs> yeah, it's super homogenous. But but it doesn't seem to be, like, that much of an issue, though. I haven't noticed anyone, like, I've gotten used weird. to it now, honestly. Like, just in terms of my own, like, noticing that I'm the only one who's, like, white in an area. 
I've gotten used to it and I've stopped noticing that. But I do sometimes, like, it's, it's more I notice it now if you see a foreigner and then you're like, oh, hey, that's different. Like, Yeah, you would have noticed it a lot more than me because obviously, like, as a brown person, you know, I've never thing. been the majority anywhere. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess that, that would be, like, a weird thing. But, like, it's definitely not an issue from their point of view, though. Like, I haven't noticed anyone, like, staring at us mm. or being, like, weird or anything like that. Which was something I was worried about because, again, I'd, like, watch blogs and watch people talking about how that was something that they struggled with was, like, the weird looks they got. But I honestly don't think there's been any weird looks. Like, yeah, I remember, like, YouTube videos saying that they're, like, kind of, like... I don't know, they looked at, like, black people weird. <laughs> like, mm. they're, it wasn't, like, racist, but it was kind of just like, oh, that's a weird thing. But I guess, like, the world's, like, so connected now that even for them it's, like, a normal... Especially thing. in Tokyo. Maybe if we went to rural Japan it would be different. Yeah, but, true, like, true. We are, in, we are in Tokyo. We haven't gone anywhere else yet because, obviously, it's just the first week. Although what I'd heard was kind of the opposite was that because everyone who's not Japanese, if you it as a foreigner, a gaijin, the same way... It's like if you're used to experiencing racism as a brown person, you're going to be experiencing the same level of racism that I would as a white person here because yeah, you're not viewed yeah. as being like lower than a white person. It's like the exact same tier here. <laughs> yeah, here they, they hate everyone the same, which is good. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Yeah, true. Yeah, and also for me, the other big surprise is just how big Tokyo is. Mm. Like Tokyo is way, way bigger than I thought it was going to be. And I knew it was big because like, it's the most populated city in the world. But, like, I've said it, like, a thousand times now, but it's, yeah, it honestly makes Sydney look like a little baby. Like, Mm, it's so massive. The fact that we can be on a fast train for, like, an hour. Yeah. And still not even be halfway across Tokyo. Like, you know, that that will only take us between a couple of the wards. Yeah. I think for me it was, like, realising that when we were in Shinagawa or, like, Shibuya, like, there's so much happening there. There's so mm-hmm. many people, like, the, the buildings are so massive. Um, and yet you realise that that's only, like, one small part of, like, the mm-hmm. city. And if you go to, like, the other side of the city, go to, like, Tokyo Station, like, it's uh, it's the same thing. It's just massive. And then, you know, that, that, that again, is, like, just another small part. Like, it's just so huge. I think especially so vast, compared like, to Christchurch, where our city centre is, like, what is the, there's, like, a story limit on how many stories a building can be. Like, yeah, it was four stories. That's what I said. But then I don't know if I believe that anymore. I think one. I remember I, I spread that story as well. But then like, <laughs> there's so many like parking garages and like buildings. But that was that ones that existed story. before the earthquake? Maybe are allowed to I maintain. Don't know. Or their maybe life? it's only car park buildings that can be like that. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, just even if that's not a rule, like even our tall buildings in Christchurch are like tiny. Yeah. Compared to the ones here. Yeah, so we've gone from like a city with a max population of like 350, like 400k to a place with like 35 million so for us mm. it's like a really really big deal i think that's pretty much it right <laughs> everything you want to talk about yeah i think so all right well anyway yeah that's it so thank you very much for listening subscribe follow this <laughs> thing you know it'll be on like youtube on spotify on apple play apple podcast give us suggestions for what you'd like us to talk about we're sort of you know we're just starting out at this and we're keen to make it better make it enjoyable yeah for sure yeah let us know if you want to know anything about tokyo we can go and explore for you let you know um but yeah well hopefully this will be like a weekly thing uh in fact it will be a weekly thing so (laughs) yeah we'll um we'll see you in the next one all right thanks for listening guys bye bye sayonara